1: I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker.
0: And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and Grumpy Old Man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. It's good to be back.
1: Good to see you back.
0: I don't know if we'll ever use this episode, but, you know. Just in case. Just in case. Uh, So last week, I went to L.A. I road tripped to L.A.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, Which way? Five? One?
0: Well, I went down one... I went down one and I came back five. Okay. Uh, That's usually
1: the way it goes because you're like, you're all ambitious and hopeful. You're like, I'll take the one both ways. And yeah, then you like, do it once. And you're I, like, this is 10
0: hours. I know. Like, oh, this is a long. Actually, I was on 101. So I went oh, oh, through okay. San Luis Obispo. The hybrid. And I, uh, I stopped in San Luis Obispo. I stopped in Pismo Beach. Yeah. Because I wanted to see Chris Burkhardt. Oh, nice. Who uh, is a, an amazing photographer. He's got a gallery there. It's a cool little spot. It's a freaking long drive. You know, I, it's a long I, drive. Yeah. I listened to podcasts on the entire way down, <laughs> which was my first. I don't listen to podcasts much. Okay. Some of them, I, I began listening to our podcast and mm-hmm. then I thought, "Oh my god, I can't listen to those guys." And then I switched over some <laughs> much more interesting ones. Look,
1: like, I've heard these conversations.
0: No, those guys don't know what they're talking about. I'd <laughs> like to listen to. So I listened to other photography podcasts, Very and cool. I was. Um, which ones do you remember? Uh, no, I'm not going to plug them. No. Uh, but <laughs> they were, they were almost always too technical for me. Like I'm oh. not a technical photographer. I'm not interested in describing what kind of lens I had on my camera. Hmm. Uh, I, I get it. You know, even for the photo walk that we're doing today, people are like, what kind of lens should we bring? And I'm like, I don't know, bring it, just bring a camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, whatever you have will be fine mm-hmm. an iphone a, a dslr a, a zoom lens that will just just dis- that will just prescribe certain things about the pictures you can take yeah it's not good or bad there's no there's no
1: do people show up with iphones on the photo walks
0: uh yeah i think some of the people do okay cool and i like i like seeing that in fact i was thinking of just shooting with my iphone you know what we don't talk about this much People, my problem with iPhone photography, Mm -hmm. I finally settled into what it is. There's nothing that images are great quality. The camera is a good quality. My problem and why I don't take pictures with iPhones is the glass screen. Mm. Like it's hard. I don't use the LCD screen on my DSLR for the same reason it's know, reflective. It's just too bright. You can't see what's going on. You don't know if you've got the picture. People are used to looking. Like, I hold up my camera and I show people mm-hmm. the picture I just took. And they're looking at the LCD. And I say the same thing, which is you can't you can't tell from that. You've got to put your eye to the eyepiece mm-hmm. to really see what that image looks like and make a, a decision about it. And all my photographs, if I turn off that feature on my DSLR, where it holds the picture in the eyepiece for a second when I put my eye to it, yeah. I can't take a picture. I don't know just by pushing the button, that I got what I was looking for and whether I'm going to adjust this in some way. And when I take a picture on an iPhone, it's not really set up for that. It's bright mm. out. I can't see the picture immediately in that same way. And it just makes it really hard to take good pictures. This is
1: why you want your photo hood. I but it feels—it does feel like there's got to be some sort of film. I mean, you, you obviously know you can turn the brightness way, way down, but it feels like there should be some sort of film that could be designed that would be able to, to take let off you that, see that LCD. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and we had described the invention of the hood. The photo hood. Yeah, exactly. Pulls, what is that thing on the back? What did you describe that thing on the back of your iPhone? A, what is that? A
1: pop socket?
0: A pop socket? <laughs>
1: yes. What the fuck? A pop socket. It's
0: it sounds like you're saying sock puppet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pop socket, not a sock puppet. It's a, Oh, How do you it's use a it? pop
1: socket. And it looks ridiculous. Um, it, it, okay. Admittedly, it does look ridiculous. Isn't
0: the whole point of the phone to be sort of light and tiny? And now you've got this chunky thing on the back. But it's
1: a thousand dollar phone. I don't want to drop it. So this don't is now. Drop it. Okay, but come on. It's like, <laughs> this is for people that want extra security holding onto their phones when texting with one mess hand, one hand. And you hold taking your photos. fingers around that. Well, that's, yeah. that's and then, cool it's and a then handle. Exactly. Nice little handle. That's and sweet. then you can also, it does this. You can set it on a surface and you can watch videos or you can hang it from things. I find That's this very useful in the women's cool restroom. i
0: invented this thing. What a
1: cool little uh, I don't know. It's been around for rock. actually I um I got this from my not this one, but one my first one I initially got from my mother and I thought this is ridiculous. This is like one of those mom found this on the internet presents. Is it like mom but jeans? It's um mom jeans are different. Oh, but um okay. and actually trendy again. Anyway. Um Weird. these are I thought it was the most ridiculous thing. She's like, no, you can wrap your headphones, and you'd put two of them on the back. And I was like, well, then I can't put it in my pocket. That's just silly. But I tried it because I was always dropping my phone, and I would always crack the screen, even with a case. And so then I put it on the back, and now you can put it halfway through your pocket.
0: And you haven't dropped your phone since you got that phone?
1: Nearly. I mean, Uh, the, the dropping has reduced. You know, I was
0: at Neo Modern yesterday and we got. I'd ordered some. Um, Pop sockets? No. no Sock puppets? Sock puppets. I'd ordered some sock puppets. <laughs> I had ordered some stickers for something else and they came back. I, it was like for $2 more, you can have your th- logo on a sticker. And I yeah. was like, sure, send it. Right. And they sent these logos and they're just kind of small. It was like that big around and uh-huh. had our logo on it. And Madeline, one of our staff, looked at that and said, oh, that. That would go, and she points She had one of those sock puppets. Oh, can I things. have a sticker? What?
1: I'd love I'll a sticker. I'll give you
0: a sticker. It fit, <laughs> and It's exactly the diameter of the sock puppet. Sock <laughs> the sock puppet. The pop socket.
1: <laughs> I, I, they're great. They are. I will admit they're kind of nerdy, but they work for Maybe me. Maybe
0: we'll give out little stickers for people's sock pop, pop Sock sock, sock pop puppets. Socket. Don't say ossifer. That's what it feels like.
1: <laughs> I will. Um, I will take that. That's I would love neat, to have any. No I'm not
0: sure I'm going to go all the way. And it feels like a fanny pack. <laughs> Like also the thing coming is, back,
1: also trending. It's,
0: it's practical. It's useful. You could put it on, and yet I just don't, I'm not sure I can go there.
1: Yeah, there's the, there's like a new design that's like a very flat fanny pack mm. that is a little bit better, ba- or very or smaller. My father carried a fanny pack for years, and we would. My sister and I were so embarrassed. We'd try and like hide it, but then he actually started losing it, and he'd forget it places, and that was just a much bigger issue. So then we just so. we're like, all right, that's what works <laughs> for you. Just don't um. want to see it.
0: Anyway, I went to LA. I drove Sorry, down. Sorry, totally knew, derailed that conversation. I don't know. We, well, <laughs> I drove down, and I kept thinking. I drive with my camera in my lap, sort of, or at least in the next. Mm-hmm. And I'm I've been taught not to take pictures when I'm driving. That's good. Okay. That's good. But I like having it around, and just in case, I took a couple pictures on the drive that actually were pretty good. And yeah, maybe I took them without stopping. I did stop, and I climbed. You know, I climbed a hill on the side of the road because I saw mm-hmm. this sort of cool scene. I realized that, again, I've said this before. Like stopping—that's photography. Yeah. It's stopping your life and pausing to to grab this moment. Absolutely. And, and taking a picture out of a moving car almost defeats the purpose of photography. Who cares? Like I, you know, I don't know. So I climbed the hill. I actually, uh, when I got back to my car, I'm sitting in the car. And I'm like looking at the pictures on, you know, mm-hmm. like through the Ive piece mm-hmm. And there's like, there's like a knock on my car. It scared the bejeebies out of me. And it was a cop. And he was like, you okay? <laughs> and I was like,
1: yeah. <laughs> just just looking at pictures, my camera. <laughs> just looking at
0: pictures. He said, uh, you know, I'd rather you, I'm glad you pulled over to look at your pictures. That's what good, he said. good. And then he shot me. No, no. Yeah.
1: The, with the camera. Yeah,
0: with the camera. Uh, I wanted to take a picture of him, but I could not bring myself to point the camera at the cop as yeah. he stood in the window. It would have been a great picture. It's like it burned into my mind. Right. That image. That picture of, you
1: didn't take. I mean,
0: think about it. I mean, you can almost... This is one of those pictures you didn't take. You're in the car. The window's rolled up, and it's the torso and gun and yeah. whatever just at the window level, yeah. and he's wearing dark glasses, and he's not... Yeah. Like, that's an awesome picture of yeah. a cop knocking on your window. Yeah. You you have immediate stress about anyway it was also nice to not freak out it wasn't like i was smoking a joint right. in the car or something right. <laughs> it was like or anything bad was happening so it was honestly very you know yes officer thank you i'm good thank I'm good. you thank you thank and i drove off anyway drove down i stopped a few times to take pictures and that is what i tell myself on mm-hmm. these drives take the take the 101 and be okay stopping yeah uh,
1: well, driving down the 101 is great because then you're closer to the water.
0: Yeah, and it's be- It's a beautiful drive. It is honestly. really. Beautiful. And coming back on the five is just gnarly, but you just want to go home. I've been gone for a week. Exactly. I just want to be back.
1: It's a straight shot.
0: It is a lot of trucks. Very there are. Uh, truckful. Mm-hmm. Honestly, but LA was great. I went to. I was you know ostensibly going to see my son, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know down there. But once, you, once I was going to L.A., I stopped and visited friends, and and uh, there were a couple photo shoots in there, which was nice. amazing. Who did you uh, shoot? A, well, particular note, I went and uh, stopped in and visited my friend Alexa Mead. Mm-hmm. She is a painter, Yeah. and she paints people to look like paintings. Have you ever seen her stuff? I have.
1: I have seen she's, her stuff.
0: She's super fun. And she's got a new studio or, you know, a big space downtown in a, you know, particularly sketchy part of town. There's barbed wire around her and yeah. stuff. And it was great like they're doing her, her projects are all cool and I like seeing her and so she's always painting uh, pre- prepping for these scenes the painting of the person the subject is usually the last like moment mm-hmm. but the, the like the background yeah the background the clothing and other stuff have been kind of prepped a little bit beforehand mm-hmm. she had a gorgeous motorcycle in her studio that was fully painted wow. like they painted the motorcycle to look like a painting of a motorcycle whoa that's cool. I'll post a couple pictures. But um, so I saw Alexa and that was really fun. Yeah. She's always a, a delight. And honestly, she's a photographer. She, I mean, she's a painter. Yeah. But she's painting people and then photographing them. Right. And so the photographs look like paintings.
1: Right.
0: We'll get her on here. That'd like be she's, great. She's.
1: Uh, I'm very impressed with her work. It's, it's it's stunning. It's It's this idea of like reality to abstract to capturing a moment. And it's just, it's. So meta.
0: It is very meta. <laughs> she, she's the picture. Of meta. I really like. And it. she was showing me. Uh, she had done a music video with Ariana Grande. Wow. Uh, which was um, God is a woman. Is oh that yeah, the yeah. Song? Um, I've
1: not seen that video yet. I will.
0: You should watch it. Well, that you know, after this. One of the one of the sets of pictures that that um, she had done in the past, where she had her model in it looks like milk and they're painted but when the paint hits the liquid of the milk you have this sort of milky white surface and then the paint is is l- spreading like bleeding out yeah okay. it's bleeding out into the the milky color and it looks really cool and clearly someone had seen that or mm-hmm. maybe Alexa had seen that and that is one of the core effects in the video where That's so cool. Ariana is in like milk mm-hmm. and painted and it's very i don't know it's very vaginal okay you know, and you know she's coming out of the milky whatever anyway it's super cool awesome that uh, so i saw her uh, I photographed. I went back to Beechwood Canyon, which is where I lived in Hollywood for mm-hmm. many years, and it was fun to be back there. A friend of mine uh, was there, and I I shot her at, in Beechwood, and that was neat to be nice. Be there. What else? Oh, and then, how are the
1: pictures different when you now that you've gone? You're going back to a place that you used to live.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you go
1: back to places that you knew, like spots yeah. where you used to shoot, or do you, do you go someplace well, like brand to, new? I like
0: to I like to revisit things, places, people, like sort of like Chris Sanford. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm, I've changed, and the subject has changed. But when you hold other things constant, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, depending, one of those neat things in storytelling and lots of stuff is like what you hold constant and what is the variable. Right, that's like a good experiment. So for me to go to Beechwood Canyon and walk through the places where you know I owned a house up at, on Holly Ridge for many years. I walked back up to that area. Mm-hmm. I've photographed that, that place a million times, but it's been decades since I lived there. Things have grown differently. Houses have changed a little bit. But like this is a view that I saw every day out my window, uh, mm-hmm. on my deck for years. And now to sit and be in that same vantage point and look around, I don't know, it recreates that feeling. Absolutely. It was fun. It was, fun. It was really, so I did that. What else happened? Oh, right. I don't know if I should go. Ahead. I went to a, had gone to a party many years ago and had met, um, uh, met a woman who was an L.A. fashion model of some sort. And mm-hmm. we became friends on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really saw her again. Mm-hmm. But she said to, um, hey, if you're ever in California, if you're ever in L.A., come, yeah. come by. I w- went and visited her. And I-, I had written down that she was in Laurel Canyon, which made yeah. me think of... The movie, the, well, Laurel Canyon. Yeah, it's like rock stars. I have lots of friends that live off of Laurel Canyon, but she didn't live on Laurel Canyon. She lived off Topanga Canyon, mm-hmm. very different canyon, <laughs> like world of different. And I went out and visited her, and she's at this sort of trippy villa out in the in the wilds, like a giant villa. And um, I was photographing her, and she's like, "Oh, you know, there's caves behind my my." Uh, home. No. Like, well, who's got caves? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we hiked up the hillside to the caves. So uh, so I photographed her in the caves. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't totally realize is as we were leaving the caves, the villa was not empty. Like, I just assumed. I, I don't know what I would assumed. Right. She had roommates. She had mm-hmm. friends who lived there. And by the time we were, like, hiking out of the caves, mm-hmm. and I think she's probably still naked coming mm-hmm. down the hillside. All of—I
1: mean—that's brave hiking. I just have to say, if you're going to like
0: shoes, she's not crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just careful about that poison ivy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ticks. Yeah. I you think you'd be worried about Lyme. You know, out in Hollywood. Anyway, so she's coming down, and then all of her friends, or you know, the other people who live there, come out of the, their little holes and they mm-hmm. come out. They're like, "Hey, we saw you taking pictures. It looked great." It was the strangest scene, Paracompa. and I just photographed. Nice, uh, nice light. Nice light, beautiful people mm-hmm. in a strange environment. My favorite thing is like cool-looking people uh, in a strange scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, so that was like in the middle and of quite the LA weekend. Yeah, it was quite. And then I went down to to uh, see your son, see my son, and that was also weird. I mean, I he goes to Chapman, and I was staying in Anaheim, mm-hmm. which is really close, and. Inexplicably, while I was in Anaheim, was the uh, was WonderCon the convention WonderCon? I don't know, what it's Wonder like Comic Con. Comic-Con. Okay, okay, I do you know what
1: Comic Con is? Okay,
0: so picture Comic Con, <clears throat> it's, it's like that you've got thousands of people in cosplay, right. Outfits and the you know, Superman mm-hmm. and superhero stuff and Pokemon walking around, right? And a Transformer is in the yeah. yard that is its own thing to photograph. <laughs> like, I bet I, I, I couldn't believe it. it was like outside my hotel window. Yeah. And so uh, my son came and stayed with me out at the, at the hotel. And we just sat around and watched. We like, we crashed WonderCon. We kind of walked into it. We yeah. pretended like we belonged there mm-hmm. and took some pictures and saw people wandering around. And I would, I was looking for my perfect moment. I wanted to just, I wasn't going to go into WonderCon, but I, I was like on the outside fringes of it. And I, And there was this one, I I got my perfect moment. I just looked over and there was a, it was like a tableau. These four characters, Mm -hmm. each assumed kind of a different position. One was standing and one was kneeling and one Mm. was sitting. Like you couldn't, I mean, you could pose it, but I, they were a hundred yards away or 50 yards away. And they happened to be like waiting at a bus stop. And so the background was completely neutral. Like Mm. again, you can't, and nobody else is in the picture but them. Yeah. And it's, I think, my favorite picture of, of w- WonderCon. I can't wait to see it. I'll, I'll post that. It was fun. I think it needs to be large. Yeah. It's, it's not the kind of thing that would play in Instagram because it's like the There'd characters be so are tiny. small. Yeah. But it's a, a strange moment. Anyway, L.A. was fun. I actually ran into Jorge Gutierrez. I don't, Do you know Jorge? Uh, the name is familiar. He's a director of the movie um, Book of Life.
1: Okay, that is why his name sounds familiar. And, I don't know him, but um, I know of him.
0: He, uh, I, I met him at a conference many years ago, mm-hmm. full of animation directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Osborne was there and uh, who, who did Kung Fu Panda and and uh, um, Little Prince. But um, but Jorge was there, and like I didn't know that. I mean, I I connected. It's one of those moments where you're friends with someone on social media. Like I haven't seen too much of him since you know years ago in Italy. But we keep up yeah. on social media. And here I'm sitting at breakfast at this hotel. Mm-hmm. And Jorge walks through. Mm-hmm. My son and I are having breakfast. We're like, whoa! Like, that's so cool. So I had a sort of a fanboy moment where we, we caught up <laughs> for a few minutes. He was there with his wife and son. And I nice. guess he'd just spoken at WonderCon. Oh, cool. He's like, you're not at WonderCon? Like, he couldn't <laughs> believe I wouldn't go. Uh, he has a new show with Netflix. And he's like, got a two-year two-year animation project he's in the middle of
1: that's exciting and it's
0: super it's amazing he's at netflix because he's now working with other friends of mine from a yeah. different part of my life of course yeah and uh anyway he's doing great and it was fun to see him so uh i would say that i took lots of pictures in los angeles yeah and none were particularly planned it just kind of randomly happened but
1: it's being open to it being ready to stop the car that, and you know
0: you gotta stop the car Take the photos, and have you been taking pictures?
1: Uh, you know, I have been. I uh, have a few pictures that, yeah, I, I have been taking pictures. Um, I went to a wedding on Friday, and so oh, um, oh, it's right. interesting to shoot. You're simultaneously trying to watch your friends get married and then <laughs> also take photos of it without being without losing it. And I felt like I was taking pictures in the beginning, and I think I have a couple really great shots. I haven't uh, I haven't gone through all of them yet, but I found that me filming and you know taking the photos i wasn't hearing what they were saying as much and Is so i stopped because i it was more important for me to actually like be there and be really present and really totally. hear what they were saying um
0: isn't that a strange phenomenon when it was a strange phenomenon phenomenon
1: phenomenon it was a phenomenon as well
0: puppet
1: it was really strange, um, and I I had to just make a conscious choice to to put the phone away and to put the or to put the camera away.
0: I think that's true for everybody. Like you think you're just it's just pulling out a camera, but you're leaving where you are to yes, do it. Yes, exactly. You ha- you're going into this other zone. My brother railed on me like I was taking talking to him, and at some point I was taking pictures, and he was like, "You're not listening." I'm like, well, I am listening. I'm taking pictures and listening. Yeah. I can multitask. And he's like, no, you can't really. You need to be <laughs> true to yourself. No photography takes you out of a thing, and you're not there. Suddenly, you're you're not there. Right. And it's it's fine. There's not judgment. But if I we're having a conversation, I need you to be having a conversation with me. Right.
1: I mean, it depends on the conversation too. I would say, but mm-hmm. yeah, if it's one mm-hmm. of those that I need your full attention. Yeah.
0: And wedding, like, and this is the other reason to not take pictures at super important things. Hmm. Like, take pictures of the mundane. You can afford to be not fully present at those mundane, right. stupid things. But when it's like a birth and a wedding and right. something that matters to you, right. put your camera away. Yeah. Seriously, because you'll miss it. You'll have pictures of it. It's like flying it, over the volcano. It's like flying over. Isn't it just like just, flying over the volcano? Just, bringing it back around. <laughs> wow. Well, and I don't know if people like remember the early episodes where we described that, but that's exactly. Um, we'll we'll put it in fun. the show
1: notes. They can tune back in.
0: Yeah, I'll show the. I could show the video from the volcano. There we go. I have it somewhere. Finding pictures, you know, uh, uh, that was another thing. Can't take too many pictures. Like taking pictures is work. The picture taking isn't the work part. That's been made super easy. It's going through the pictures, managing the pictures, editing the pictures, making any having any thought about them. Remember, you're taking an instant that was 125th of a second, and you're now turning it into. Twenty seconds. Let's say you just look at it for twenty, just to decide if you like it. You're taking something that happened and you're multiplying it by a thousand, mm-hmm. right? You're dragging out all those things. That is like walking with weights on you through your life. You don't, unless you're a professional, to spend time. I took, you know, for for Alexa, I only took two hundred. 300 pictures. Mm-hmm. To me, that wasn't, you know, I was there for the afternoon and it's not a ton of pictures because I didn't want to be going through them mm-hmm. forever. If, if I took more, it would be like being a professional where I would now spend all day working on these, looking at them and judging right. and fixing. And I, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing this because I like it. And the picture taking and the connecting is part of it. The editing is part, but I don't want a ton of work. So I'm going to use a little more effort to be more selective when I take the picture mm-hmm. so that I'm not spending the rest of my life post-producing these pictures.
1: That makes but sense. you also have a confidence that you're you're able to come to it. Like, I know I'll find that moment. I know I know it'll be in there. And I think when people start off that it's easier to take too many photos just because you don't have the confidence. <laughs> like, I got it, you know? So it's like, okay, I'm going to overshoot until I get that confidence of I know I'll get it. I know I have it in there.
0: It's hard. I think both uh, when in our interviews with Nigel Barker and even with Doug... You know when you've got the picture.
1: Yeah, that was right? interesting.
0: And it's a funny feeling. If you walk out there and, this, and the scene is set up and you, take, you push the button and click and you just feel uh, nailed it. Yeah. It's pretty hard to sort of be like, okay, everyone go home. Like, you just got to cover yourself, right? You're going to mm-hmm. take more, but you're making more work. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not a professional, if you're an amateur, if you're doing it for the love of it, move on. Mm -hmm. Like, you take a picture, it's like, keep going. You do not need to belabor this. There are plenty of good pictures that will be taken. It doesn't matter if that was it or another one. So I try to remind myself I'm not... The reason I'm not a professional is that I don't want to spend all day going through 8,000 photographs to find the actual nuanced... I used to edit... Sometimes I did editing on a few TV commercials. Mm -hmm. And... commercial is 900 frames long, Mm -hmm. right? It's 30 seconds exactly. It's 900 frames exactly. And you have a client sitting there and every single frame matters. No one leaves a frame casually in a TV commercial. Mm -hmm. Those are like that one. Are we leaving that one in? No, let's take that out. Let's end there. Let's fix this. I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want everything to matter that much. I want to get the feeling. I want it to be there and then move on with my life. I don't know if I want to talk about So you can something.
1: still do it for the love of it.
0: You can do it for the love sometimes
1: of it. it. Sometimes even what you love can feel like work. So get out before it feels like work.
0: Yeah, get out before it feels like work. And remember that if you are doing it for the love of it, taking lots of pictures will diminish your love. at some. I mean, it might feel good that you got a maybe better picture. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I find that the additional work you create for yourself by shooting a ton is counterproductive. Yep. I,
1: I can I can agree with that.
0: Is that the lesson? All that, can right. be,
1: that can be our lesson.
0: All right. Let's, uh, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes and see photos and post comments. Please leave reviews. I want I want reviews, you guys. So leave reviews and ratings on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe.
1: We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. So if you know someone who might like to get something from listening to us, send them a link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.